Welcome to the weekly message from Encounter, where your past has no future and hope is reborn. Our speaker today is Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor at Encounter. Luke chapter 15. I want to talk in the next few minutes. That ain't who I am. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, that ain't who I am. That ain't who I am. Luke 15. This is a, a story, verse 11, the story that's familiar to you. We call it the story of the prodigal son. I, I don't know where that started. I, re, I really don't like that we talk about that this is the story of the prodigal son because it's not really a story of a prodigal son. This is really the story about a father who never gave up on a son. In Luke chapter 11, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 15, verse 11, Jesus is speaking and it says this, Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is always truth. It's always life. And I pray now, Father, that you would just accomplish that which you desire to do in our hearts today. I bind every hindering spirit. I declare that in this place, Jesus Christ is Lord. And I thank you, Father, for what you're going to accomplish. Amen. In Genesis, we have a, a story that very well, very well parallels this story. The story of an individual we don't hear much about. It's the story of Esau. You see, with Esau, it was supposed to be different. In those days, as a family was going forward, then then what was supposed to happen is that the oldest son carried the mantle, if you will, of the family. You had three or four sons and three or four daughters. It's the oldest son who carried on. He he continued to be the patriarch of the family. He not only got the name and the prestige, but he also got the family's goods. He alone got the inheritance. He got the blessing from the Father. That's the way that it was designed to be. And so from the beginning to this day, 
it was destined to be that we would talk about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. And yet it's not Esau. It's Jacob. You know the story? Esau comes from outside and he's working and he has worked himself to till he's weary and he's comes into the house and he's hungry and and Jacob has cr- cooked some food and he has it in there and you know what it's like I know what it's like to go into my house after a hard day and Gilbeth has been cooking it's like wow you just you just you can't get it in front of you how many know what I'm talking about you can't get it in front of you fast enough Esau goes into the house and he smells the food and he said, hey, hey, give me some of that. Jacob, being the man that he is, he said, I'll I'll, I'll give it to you, but give me your birthright. That's a lot. He's asking Esau to give up everything he has coming for this situation. And Esau, being a man driven by his desires and his passions, he makes the decision to give it all up for some food. He makes the tragic decision to get rid of eternal things to solve a temporary problem. And so he turns his back on being the name that's repeated down through the ages, Do you realize it's God Almighty who said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God said that. It was supposed to be the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Esau. But in a moment of passion, in a moment of of getting rid of a temporary hunger, Esau throws away everything he has coming, for a temporary fix. Some of the most tragic words found in Scripture are found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, where it says that Esau, though he sought God with tears and repentance, was never able to undo what he did that day. When it was over, when he filled his belly and when he was now satisfied and he thought for just a moment what he just spent to get a temporary fix. He traded eternal things for a temporary fix. Boy, you talk about stupid. Sometimes people talk about how how conniving Jacob was, but let's be honest. Esau walked into this thing on his own. If I walked up to John and say, John, I I got this iPad here and I want your house. John goes, my house is worth $80,000. That's a $200 iPad. Why? Whoa, you got angry birds on here. It's a deal, pastor. I didn't know you had angry birds. Look, Pam, we're homeless, but we've got angry birds. And Pam says, and we've got an angry wife to go along with your angry birds. 
You see, it wasn't just that Jacob had fooled him. It was that Esau had made a stupid decision. None of us have ever made stupid decisions. No, none of us. None of us have ever made a stupid decision. Anybody in here ever made a stupid decision? Or two? Or three? Put all the fingers in the air? (laughs) Take your shoes off, stick your feet in the air? We all have made stupid decisions. The enemy loves to tempt us into thinking that we've got to get rid of eternal things to solve a temporary problem. And we forget that the Scripture says that this too shall pass. There are times in life, I want to just be honest with you, there are times in life that all you can do is hold on till it's over with. That's all you can do. There is no fix for the situation. Your condition doesn't change. Sometimes you just have to hold on. There is sorrow for the night, but joy comes in the morning. There, does, there are times in life when you just have to hold on, where life doesn't make sense, where you don't understand what's going on, when you can't put the pieces together, you just have to hold on. Now the reality is that Esau had a mother. He could have gone to her and said, hey, I'm hungry. He could have fixed it himself. But he got rid of something eternal to solve a temporary problem. And if we're not careful, we Christians do it all the time. We often will, in a a moment, in a moment of desire, in a moment of fear, in a moment of passion, we will get rid of eternal good things. To solve a temporary situation. The clerk at McDonald's hands you back change for a 20. And you know you only gave her 10. And there's a part of you that wants to say, well, thank the Lord, I just got $10. And when you walk away from the window, you will have 10 more dollars in your pocket. But you just made an exchange. Because the enemy knew what God was going to bless you with. But you just walked out of that blessing by taking the $10. You think that nobody notices when you glance at the screen and you, you take in pictures or videos you have no business watching. And you think that nobody knows about that, that it really doesn't affect you. But you're making an exchange. You're exchanging eternal blessings of God's favor for the temporary pleasure of that viewing. When you flirt with that individual, when you, when you engage in conversation or have thoughts that you have no business having and, and you walk away from that and that is, that is touched some part of your emotions, but the reality is you made an eternal 
exchange. You gave away some of the favor of God and the blessings and the peace of God for the temporary joy of flirting. When you blow them away with gossip in person or on Facebook, instead of praying about the matter and keeping your mouth shut, you, you gave away the benefit of being a son or daughter of God for the temporary joy of getting it off your chest. The Bible says that the beginning of strife is as when one lets out water, therefore leave off contention before it be meddled with. You know, there are some things you don't have to say. There are some things you don't put on Facebook. Amen? You just, because there's an exchange, the enemy is always trying to get you and I through our desires or through our hurt or through our fear to, to give away something to get something else. And, and that's where this young man was. This young man in our story, he, he had a father who loved him. He had a father who was a man of honor and integrity. He was a man of passion. He was a man of, of com compassion. And, and yet the son said, I, I want my stuff now. You know, impatience. One of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. We forget that. I've seen more people walk out of their destiny because of impatience than anything else. There is a season to everything. And he was impatient. He was really saying to his father, I, I can't wait for you to die to get my stuff. Can't we just act like you're dead now and you give me my stuff? You're looking too healthy. I want my stuff now. And he gets his stuff and he, he, he goes and he wastes it. I think the King James says on riotous living. New King James says on prodigal living. But he, he wastes it buying this and buying that and doing this and doing that. And he's doing all of these things while there's a father at home waiting for the son to return. And then there comes a famine in the land and he's now out of money. And the Bible says, now listen to what it says. It says that he attaches himself to a man in the country where he's now at. You see, he has a heritage. He belongs in a different country. But now he's attached himself to a man in this country. And that man takes his good Jewish boy and he gives him the job of feeding pigs. There is no more useless a job in all the world for a Jew because that Jew can't eat that pig. I don't like washing cars. Anybody in here like washing cars? I mean, I, 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 like, I like when they look good when you're done, but I don't like washing them. You know what would be even worse is to have to wash some rich guy's car. I mean, my, 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 our man Van hasn't seen a washing. The only washing it gets is the one that God provides. <laughs> okay. Occasionally, I'll, I'll give it a good bath. When I see a puddle, I'll just speed up a little bit and hit it. And, and there. 
That's that underbody spray, you know, get all the salt off of it. That's as far as I go to wash. I don't think they'd let me in a car wash if I showed up in that. Nothing more useless than to wash a rich man's car because that ain't your car and never will be your car. And this Jewish boy is now in a pig pen and he's feeding pigs. And all of a sudden, listen to me what it says. It says that he came to himself. Sometimes you can't fix your condition, but you can't change your position. It says here that he came to himself. Look at it for a moment. He has attached himself to a man of a different country who has different beliefs, may serve a different God. And he's now living by those rules. And he finds himself at a job that's as dead end for a Jew as he can get. He's feeding animals that he could never eat. And he's, he's there in that place, and all of a sudden, the Bible says, listen, he came to himself. That means where he was and where his self was are two different places. He all of a sudden looked around and he sees he's in a pig pen and he's feeding pigs. And it hits him. This ain't me. Some of y'all need to start telling the devil, that ain't me. And the Bible says that all of a sudden he said, wait a minute. This isn't me. I'm a Jew. I don't mess with pigs. But more than that, I've got a father somewhere. And he can't change his condition. He's still in the pig pen. But what he had to do was he had to get back to being who he was. He was here now, but himself was over there. And so he came to himself. You see, over here, he's the servant of a man with a strange God and a man in a strange country. And the best that man has to offer him is feeding a useless pig. But that ain't who he is. Who he is is this guy over here. Because this guy over here has a father. Somebody's got to get a hold of this. He's got a father who will take care of him. This guy over here is hungry. This guy over here has got food enough. This guy over here is a servant. This guy over here has a daddy who has servants. This guy over here has no future and no hope. But that guy over here has a future and a hope. And he said, I, I've got to get back to myself. You know, you, you don't change your condition until you first change your position. Some of you need to get a backbone and start telling the devil, that ain't who I am. Go ahead and give the Lord a praise offering. You need to get that down in your heart because listen, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This guy walked into the pig pen 
because he thought that's who he was. But in the midst of the feeding of the pigs, it came to him. This isn't me. That's me over there. And so he came to himself and he stood in himself and he said, well, this is different. I'm not to be in the pig pen. I'm to be with my father. I'm going to now change my position again. And I'm going to take me back to my father where I need to go. Listen to me for a moment. You need to get that. Because the enemy is always trying to get you to give up your birthright to fix a temporary situation. The devil says to you, you're depressed. You've got a depression problem. You need to take pills for your depression problem. When you're that place, you need to get back to yourself because that's not who you are. You are a child of the Most High God. And my God is not depressed, and he does not have depressed children. He has children who have joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's who the Father is. And the enemy wants you to give up eternal things to solve a temporary problem. Glory. The devil tells you you can't afford that. You, you, you're, 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 you're bound financially. It's never going to get any different. And if you're not careful, you will then begin to rob from God the opportunity to bless you by stealing his tithe. But you say to the devil, that ain't me, devil. That ain't me because I'm a child of the Most High God who owns this whole stinking planet, who flung universes off of his tongue. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. Devil, that's who I am. When you're over here and the devil says, listen, you feel that lump in your body? That's really cancer. It's going to get bad for you. You better run away and you better go get some physician to tell you what's going on. But you say, devil, that's for a person who doesn't have God who heals. I have a God who heals me. I'm going to go back to who I am. I'm going to ask him, do I got cancer? Am I sick? Am I going to die? Do you love me? Because you know what? As a child of God, he's your healer. He's your deliverer. And so if we're not careful, and we've all done it, everybody in this room has done it, we have given up our birthright to fix a temporary situation. The enemy comes in and gives fear. Starts to play with your emotions. Cause you to be afraid. Fear this, fear that, fear that. Pretty soon, if you're not careful, you'll start finding fixes for your fear. And you'll give up the reality of your birthright. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, over here, the enemy can convince you that God made you a homosexual. 
But over here, you will retain and regain your birthright. God didn't make me that way. God didn't fashion me that way. Over here, the enemy can, will convince you you're going to have to run around afraid all of your life. But over here, you retain your birthright that says, I will not walk in fear. Perfect love casteth out all fear. You retain your birthright. You need to begin to tell the devil, devil, that ain't who I am. I'm not that one who's walking through life afraid. I'm not that one who's going to walk through life angry. I'm not that one who's going to walk through life depressed. I'm not that one who's going to walk through life satisfying my carnal needs all the time. I am a child of the Most High God. I am who He says I am. I have what He says I have. I can do what He says I can do. Amen. Amen. You know what's amazing about that story? Throughout the story, the son continues to be a son. And the father continues to be a father. There were times the son didn't act like a son. Dad, you're taking too long to die. I want my money now. Now that I got my money, I'm out of here, Dad. There's times the son didn't act like a son, but there was never a time that the father didn't act like a father. This is not the story of a prodigal son. This is the story of an awesome father. Some people say, why, why would he stand on the porch looking down the road for his son? Why would he get up in the morning and start that day looking down the road? And why... At the end of the day, would he go out to the porch and he'd look down the road and look for a son because he knew that one day the son would come to himself. And when the son comes to himself, he says, what, what am I doing? I, I've got a dad. I've got a dad back there. He loves me. I've got a dad back there who will provide for me. I got a dad back there who will deliver me. I have a dad back there who will heal me. I got a dad back there who loves me. And all I got to do to change my condition is change my position. And so he headed back home. We, we often use this story as a story about a person who has walked away from God, but it's fine. If that works for you, that, that's fine. You know what? Sometimes we can just be sons and daughters who just make bad moves. But we don't quit being sons and daughters. And he doesn't quit being our Heavenly Father. My, my wife and I are blessed. We, we were just thinking the other day, we're, we're approaching, quickly approaching, 30 years of parenthood. Is that about right? That's a long time, isn't it? That's a long time to be a parent. We once saw a poster in a restaurant. This was before J.J. was even born. And it was a country restaurant down in Tennessee, so you'd have to understand the setting. And there was a sign. It was just a picture of a big chicken. 
and it says raising children is like being pecked to death by chickens. And we got the biggest kick out of that, and Gabriel was, what's, why, why is that funny to you guys? Why is that funny? One day he'll understand. Right now he was just insulted by it. We're, we're thankful for the boys that God has blessed us with and for the foster kids that we have been able to be a part of their lives. If there ever comes a time that J.J. decides he doesn't want anything to do with us, there comes a time that J.J. just tells us to just take our relationship with God and there comes a time that J.J. doesn't want to be around us anymore. and He leaves and won't call us and won't return our calls and won't talk to us. If you ever see him somewhere and that's going on, don't tell him how much he's disappointed us. Don't tell him how much he's hurt us. Don't you dare tell him how much he's let us down. Tell him there's a dad and mom who love him. There's still a place. Nothing he's done has changed who we are. I want to speak words of life in Somebody here this morning needs to know something. You are not what you've done. You're not what you've done. Right now, right now, you need to accept that. You are not what you've done. Secondly, you are not who people say you are. I saw, I saw a, a post, I think it may have been on Facebook, I'm not sure, and it simply said this, and I thought, what a brilliant truth. It simply said, lions don't care what sheep think about them. <laughs> You're not what you've done. You see, here's, here's, and I'm trying to close. The enemy tried to take this young man and make him into somebody he wasn't. He tried to repeat the story of Esau in this parable. And Jesus was using this parable to let us know there's a difference now. That was the old covenant... This is the new covenant. In the old covenant, if you're Esau and you sell your birthright, you give it up, you're toast. But this is a new covenant. In the new covenant, it's not about what you've done. You all got to get this. It's about who he is. And he's your father. And the only way to change your condition is to change your position 
and get back to who you are. And so he came to himself. Self, you're over there. And so he came to himself. And when he came to himself, he said, Oh, this is who I am. I've got a dad. I forgot. I have a dad who loves me. I've got a dad who's the worst servant in his house, is taken better care of than I am. Now that I'm back in myself, I can really change my position, and I can get back to where dad is. You need to know that. The enemy wants you to think that what you have done has eternally and permanently separated you from God or limited what God can do in your life. And when the prodigal got home, the dad was there with the robe and the ring and the celebration. Why? Because the son isn't what he's done. But the father is always who he is. He's always a father. He always loves. He always restores. He always gives. And all it has to take is for you to get to the place to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Children without fathers wake up in the morning worrying about what they're going to eat. But I've got a father. Children without fathers are depressed, but I've got a father. Children without fathers are angry, but I've got a father. Children without fathers live in fear, but I've got a father. Our boys through the years, when they went to bed, they didn't check the door to make sure mom and dad locked it. They just, that was our job. Would you stand your feet? That's Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor of Encounter. More messages from Pastor Rice are available at our website, godenc.com. You can subscribe to our regular podcast through our website or on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.